So Ball is sponsoring us right now across the DNVR network. We are so excited to be working with them. And before you even think about it, no, this is nothing Manscaped related. Ball as in all the new Ball Arena stuff, as in the aerospace technology company. They are the world's largest aluminum can and packaging manufacturer. Ball has been leading global sustainability efforts for decades now. They are such a great company. And in 2018 and 2019, Ball Aerospace developed image surveillance systems to observe natural resources from space and methane, ozone, even land and water use. I know you guys probably heard so much about them when they acquired the naming rights for Ball Arena. And they are hiring right now, guys. They're located in Golden. You can check out hashtag work at Ball online. And to apply for a position at their aluminum can plant, text GOLDEN to 77 two 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 or go to jobs.ball.com and search for golden that's jobs.ball.com and search for golden you can simply text golden to seven seven two 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 like i said they are hiring and they are such an incredible company so we definitely recommend checking that out if you are looking for a job Nobody out. Three and two on Charlotte. Jokic gets it across the timeline. Gets a high pick and pop with Murray. Lindsey breaking through. Taken away by Nathan McKinnon. Two on two with Landeskog. He has done it again. Vaughn Miller, ladies and gentlemen. Dunk two hands. Nikola Jokic. Save me by Grubauer with the left pad. Oh, goodness gracious me. Take a good luck. You won't see it for long. Two on home run. Trevor Story. Lock. And so touchdown. Welcome into the Denver Sports Podcast presented by Breckenridge Brewery, our favorite brewery here at DNVR. I'm your host, Allie Monroy, and with me today, I've got Ryan Konigsberg, Andre Simone, AJ Hayfley, and Henry Chisholm. And we are talking about the new NCAA NIL rule. The NIL stands for Names, Images, and Likenesses that athletes will now be able to use. Now, there's a lot that goes into this, so I'm going to toss it to Henry for him to just break down what this new rule means here's uh here's what's up so basically a bunch of states like four five six states said that july 1st uh they would be allowing like there was they were no longer allowed to ban student athletes from making money um off of endorsements and things like that uh because they did that the ncaa had to say well we can't have an unlevel playing field bring tebow on tebow shut up (laughs) Tebow's very talkative. Um, we're going to be talking a lot about Tim Tebow, too. I'm sure that'll help things. She's just staring and barking. Um, but, yeah, so so uh, July 1st, that all went into effect. Uh, so NCAA just said, yeah, everybody has to be able to do this. So now you're able to make money off of endorsements. You can, like, be in ads. Uh, before, like, if you were a soccer player, for example, you wanted to coach at a soccer camp, well, you couldn't get paid to do that because it's sports related. Now that's allowed too. So schools still aren't allowed to pay athletes, but they are allowed to, Tebow, come here. Yeah, come here. Uh, but you're allowed to, to like 
do the endorsements. So there you go. That's the, your basic rundown. Perfect. Thank you, Henry. The topic of today's show is obviously about this new NIL rule, but we will also be taking a look back at history and talking about which NCAA athletes would have made the most money with this new rule. Shout out to Joe Pompliano for the topic idea. He asked this question on Twitter yesterday, and it was so good we wanted to talk about it on today's show. We'll be taking a look at athletes on a national scale, and then we'll also take a look at Colorado student athletes, Buffs, Rams, DU specifically, and finish up with our thoughts on this new rule overall which i'm pretty sure we all pretty much agree on but let's jump right in ryan out of all ncaa athletes who do you think would have made the most money and why well i mean this to me the answer is really 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 easy um tim tebow would have absolutely made the most money out of anyone and i actually don't even think it would be close um because he was a worldwide sensation uh, a lot of these guys were famous, you know, nationally. Um, and obviously, you know, we, we talked a little bit in the Slack about this last night. Justin mentioned like Vince Young and how Texas fans are insane and he would have made a ton of money. He absolutely would have. But Tim Tebow um, was just different. Um, you know, it really comes down to his relationship with religion and all of that and how he was so open about his religion and, and, you know, really wanted to get the word out. It made him transcend sports. And I think he, and there, there are a couple here who became like public figures, I guess, you know, like a, like a Steve Prefontaine type of thing. Mm. But like, Tim Tebow to me is the one that truly transcended sports and became a worldwide superstar before he left college multiple he won multiple heismans right he was a finalist for three in a row he never did win that second one but he wins his first one as a sophomore right that's where he has a massive advantage right and two national championships um so he had the football thing going he was at a massive school in florida with a crazy following massive um and then he had that extra bit which just made him to me, the most famous college athlete ever, uh, and thus would have made the most money. Do you guys agree, or do you think there's someone else? AJ, who do you think would make the most money? Do you agree, Tim Tebow? Yeah, so my litmus test for when somebody claims somebody is worldwide famous is just to ask my fiance about it, knowing that she is very closed off in her sports consumption. If it's a football player, she doesn't. She she referred to him as George Elway relatively recently. <laughs> to, wow. to give you guys to give you guys uh, an example here. Not to like put her on blast in a negative way. Just to just to show you that, that like they're that's not her world. Yeah. And I just as RK was talking, I just texted her and said, uh, have you heard of Tim Tebow? And she gave a correct answer on his description. So mm-hmm. It really drives home. It drives home RK's point that he he transcended his sport. That people who don't care about football, who definitely don't care about college football in Florida, were familiar with with at least him as an athlete. So, I it's hard to it's hard to say. Just a, a guy that had that kind of reach, that there would have been somebody that would have had more opportunity to cash in. You know, there's. Lots of lots of interesting, like Vince Young and Reggie Bush, and some of those guys. Mm-hmm. You know, Matt Leiner. We forget what a 
huge star he was in college for those couple of years. Like those guys, those guys would have had very lucrative college careers. Yeah. But Tim Tebow was unbeatable. I mean, he was <laughs> there there was just nobody nobody else in his four years at Florida that, that could really top his earning power. Yeah. Totally agree. I mean, I, I think what he he probably triples anybody else. That's crazy. That's where I would look in terms of numbers. Um, but then you have like all the other guys. You have Johnny Manziel. You've got Reggie Bush. You've got. Uh, I, I think it's mostly just football players is the thing. You know, basketball players. If you're if you're big enough for people to really want you to advertise and offer you a lot of money, you're going to be gone in one year anyway. And when you again, you guys brought up a Tebow, a Heisman his sophomore year, just kind of kept building the hype from there. Uh, yeah, he he's just on a different level than anybody else. Well, and to get it down even more to like the business side of things, like his earning avenues would have been totally different than everyone else's. Like this isn't just like going and, you know, advertising Nike or whatever it is. Yeah. Like, he yeah. could have been doing like public speaking things and going I mean, to he already was. Right. right. Like going to yeah. churches and like yeah. all sorts of stuff like that. Um, that just would have opened up so many more avenues for him. Yeah. I mean, he was like the face of a very large anti abortion campaign. Which, like, without getting into all that, you know, that's something that he was able to do and became kind of the face of. And that's just not how other athletes are seen because they don't live in those sorts of worlds. Yep. I think to me, though, second place would be Johnny Menzel. Really? Um, his NFL career was so bad uh, that I think we forget what a star he was. He won the Heisman as a freshman. So he yeah, was the right, youngest Heisman freshman, yeah. ever. And he was like um, at the perfect point of social media sensation where, you know, like Tim, I don't really remember what the state of social media was when Tim Tebow was in college, but like yeah, virality yeah. and stuff yeah. was a much bigger thing when Johnny Menzel was around. And he was the one racking up followers on all sorts of stuff that I think he really could have monetized. Um, and of course, you know, same situation playing in at Texas A&M, like uh, massive, yeah. like yeah. massive donor base there, all that stuff. Uh, may, I, I, maybe that's a hot take, but I think he, I would put him second. Well, so we all agree. One is Tebow Two, I do want to hear AJ kind of raised his eyebrows when you said that. So AJ, do you disagree? Yeah, I don't know that, like, he was really recognizable for the 15 minutes or whatever that, that he was really hot before going to the NFL. But I don't, like, yeah, the boosted look, he would have been able to make a lot of money because the A&M boosters could have just given him cash. <laughs> they, like, But I, I, when we're talking about, like, earning potential, I'm not really, I don't know, I don't really... I guess I'm thinking more in terms of like like advertising dollars, right? Like deals he could yeah. be making, things like like the the money that he could be making off of his likeness, not by rich guys that are big Aggies fans being like, here's a envelope of cash. So you know, I I guess if you consider that, then maybe no, I, because even that's still not allowed. It, but I just like, think I think he was like a sensation. I think he was as much of a sensation as just about anyone. 
But again, I think it was it was such a flop in the NFL that we kind of forget what what a big deal he was. And and he did have his own lane too. You know, I think I think if you're MGM, you kind of want to fly him out to Vegas for a weekend and make him the spokesman for Vegas and like do all this kind of stuff. Whereas you know you have your Vince Youngs, you have your Matt Leinerts, very good football players, personalities that are recognizable. But what makes them unique and super marketable? Right, like. Johnny yeah. Menzel is the party yeah. guy. Yeah. College, college, college quarterback likes to party isn't really a unique angle, though. But like, it, like it he, of... he, like he, he obviously made that like like that was his image. Yeah, but it's it's also not a unique thing. Like, but he was in that 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 Johnny Menzel was a moron and and just an idiot on a national stage. Like that's part of what separated him is because he was such an outright dumbass so often. But is does that does that make him more marketable? Yeah, I don't I don't I know so. the I don't know the answer to that question. I I don't know. He was but out there I'm, a lot for sure. I'm 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 trying like I'm remembering like dude, I a touch older than you guys. Uh, save Andre, who's old as shit. But <laughs> the like Reggie Reggie Bush was a huge yeah. deal in, 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 in a, LA. like in a city like that at the time didn't have NFL football. Mm-hmm. Like the the baseball teams weren't any like he was a massive deal in a like the marketing capital of the world. And Reggie Reggie Bush was as recognizable as anybody during his USC career, uh, so I I think I would probably go with I would Reggie Bush was the other guy that really stood out to me when I started thinking about this uh, of of like modern guys. I mean, you go back and you go back in the day and you get into like Deion Sanders at Florida State, you know Herschel Walker at Jordan. Like there's there are some there were some guys way back in the you know what what would have what what would have could have Bo Jackson made back in the day, right? If yeah. he if wow. he had done right. everything that he wanted to do, so yeah. how could a bird magic profited off of their oh. rivalry in college as college basketball is booming back then? Yeah, for sure. Brian I mean, Bosworth would have been huge. Yeah, yeah, the Bos would have been a big deal. So, Roger Staubach to me, like an American hero, would have really been like a massive get. So speaking of Reggie Bush, I have this tweet pulled up from uh, Joe. Pa- How do you say his last name? Papaliano. Pompliano. Pompliano. He said estimates suggest Reggie Bush would make between four million to six million annually with the new NIL rules. Then, of course, he states what pretty much everyone knows. The NCAA took away his Heisman Trophy um, because he accepted three hundred thousand dollars under the table. Allegedly. Allegedly, um, but yeah, four million to six million annually. It's insane, and and yeah, I mean Reggie Bush was was huge too, and he's a similar case where the NFL career wasn't nearly as draped in stardom, no. and so we forget a little bit what a sensation he was. There's something to that era too, where you didn't have social media. So if you're the star of stars, you're just on Sports Center 24/7, and everyone sees that. Yeah. And that's Reggie Bush was much more that year, like dominated. I think Vince Young, Ricky Williams would be up there ish, and I my second would be um, probably Doug Flutie. I think Doug Flutie was kind of that generation's Johnny Menzel. I think he was a cult hero. 
kind of had peaks similar to Tebow that just didn't last as long. Um, you know, there's some BC like, uh, you know, Catholic stuff there too, which is giving him a little more support. He's also short and kind of unique. So, you know, that that's kind of, it was a bit of a college level insanity for him for a minute there. So I'd say maybe not, you know, wouldn't have stretched his earnings as much as like Tebow, but he would have had a three month stretch where Doug Flutie would have been swimming in it. And I could say the same about Zion quite recently. Uh, that's what I, I was going to say. We're very focused money, on man. football, but uh, yeah, Henry, you said basketball and I immediately thought Zion, especially with Ryan, what you said, the fact that social media, it just like these players who like a few years ago or maybe even 15, 20 years ago, the whole world might have not known them. Social media has made it so that if you are good on social media, everyone will know who you are. Yeah, I mean, if you're doing it on a one-year basis, then you'd have to include a lot more uh, basketball players in this. But Henry made the point that these guys are in and out in one year, and then they are on to making real money. Um, that it makes it a little bit tougher just because they aren't able to like grow their stardom somewhat similar to the way that we talk about with Tebow. Like he wins the highs and then he has that speech, you know, that, you know, goes viral and all that stuff like that. Get You have more time to like build a brand. Um, Carmelo Anthony, you know, would have been uh, an example of a guy who won and done, but like yeah. he was such a huge sensation for Syracuse that year. Um, and obviously they go on to win the national championship, which helps them even more. Um, so certain things like that, I mean, if you are going on a one-year basis, you'd have to rope in a lot more basketball players and basketball players are more easily branded because they're, you know, their faces on TV the whole time. Yeah. I mean, you think about from a, from an older basketball perspective, like you look at Christian Leitner's career. Yeah. He was, I mean, that dude, do, do we, we forget that, that now, but that guy was on the dream team. Yeah, as a as a college player, he was on the greatest basketball team ever assembled. He was on that team, yeah. like that guy. That guy was as as special a college athlete, as recognizable a college athlete. Right. The the thing that I think probably takes away from his uh, earning power is that everybody hated him. Yeah. Yeah. So, but how much does that take away? Like, like, because I'm marketable for that like if you're well, play into it a little bit if you're if you're if you're a duke fan you love christian Leitner, right like you're you're all you're all about everything but everybody everybody else hates the the guy that comes out of duke like zion was the the, the anomaly the yeah. everybody loved watching zion for one year but everybody hated christian Leitner. everybody hated jj reddick everybody hated all of those guys that go through duke you There's know just... who would have made a lot of money and is another white basketball player, but from the other side of North Carolina is Tyler Hansbrough. Hansbrough's also like on Sports Center 24-7. He's in that era where like if you're famous, you're dominating. And he would have had a stretch, man. He's, like, he's, stretch. he's the one college basketball player growing up that I could name. Like, and I think it's just because he was like around for so long. Like, it was just every year. It's like, turn on the tournament. There's North Carolina with Tyler Hansborough. And I was not a college basketball fan at all. But he did cross my mind when we were talking about this, too. Just the the level of success, was it enough? The the other one, I mean, a cultural impact that transcended sports. Dude, the Fab Five. Yes. How much how much money would the Fab Five have made? Ooh. 
Yeah, the only I don't, problem is that to split it five ways. <laughs> yeah, the, the, like individually. <laughs> deals they, like that with yeah. them all together. But the Fab Five as a group would have been able to probably come close to as close to Tebow as anybody else. Right, because yeah. their their cultural impact was, in, I mean, enormous. It's still felt. Like yeah. Jalen Rose is still in front of us today. Yeah. And they had a two year run. So that's huge for basketball, yeah. you know, that two-year run would really be. Yeah, I mean, I even think of, you know, like how big is basketball in Indiana, what those Bobby Knight teams were at that time, and Isaiah Thomas is on, like, the last undefeated college basketball. Like, Isaiah Thomas in his era, if we were to prorate by era, probably makes a ton of money, but yeah, I, I think the guys we've touched on are just on another, I mean, transcendent figures, really. I totally agree. Let's take a break real quick before we talk about Colorado athletes. Um, DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is obviously everyone here's favorite betting app. Ryan and Andre do a show about it all the time and talk about all the bets that they're placing on DraftKings. Henry, we've heard all of Henry's stories when it comes to betting. He's a sweet boy, you know. Sometimes they're good, sometimes they're not good. Are you on a run right now, Henry? Well, you're not allowed to bet up here in Montana. Well, that's not Got him. You, you have to go to like a kiosk at a gas station and then they don't offer like props or anything. It's just like straight lines. Who's going to win? And uh, then they give you like minus 135 on both sides. And so, yeah, it, oh. it, I, I'm taking a little break, I guess. And it sucks. I'll say that. Sounds terrible. It is. Yeah. That does sound terrible. Well, okay, never mind, Henry, then, since you can't okay. bet. Um, Ryan and Andre, do you guys have any bets that you are placing tonight that the people on TDSP should get behind? The Rockies are winning tonight. There you go. There you go. And, the and you're taking over 11 runs, right? Yeah. I am. Yeah. yeah. And we're all and in on the Bucks as well. So there you go. Well, speaking of, DraftKings right now is still doing a pick any basketball team that is still in contention. Bet $1, and if the team wins, you win $100 in site credits. It's literally that easy. Just got to pick a team to win. Nothing else, not by score, nothing like that. Just pick which team you think is going to win. Bet $1, and you can win $100 in site credits. Credits, download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use that promo code DMVR when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free credits. DraftKings always has a bunch of profit boosts, a bunch of little things that they throw at you daily. It's great. It's free money, basically. So even if you can't get in on this offer because you already use DraftKings, you already know that you'll get thrown um, some emails with some profit boosts and all that good stuff. So Definitely check that out. Use the promo code DNVR for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Wagers paid out in site credits. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Now, Ryan and I are in the process of moving. And let me tell you how exhausting that is. Uh, so we have been relying on Strava Craft Coffee, which I haven't had one this afternoon. Oh, lucky. I haven't had one this afternoon. So my words are getting a little jumbled. I'm tired. Oh, yeah. I need some yeah. Strava Craft Coffee. 
you need some straw craft coffee in your life. It's CBD infused. They offer decaf regular. They have espresso. They have drip coffee. They have everything that you need. And it's really, really great. Uh, we also have it here at the DMVR bar. You can get it in cold brew form and you can use 20, you can get 25% off your first purchase when you use the promo code DNVR. And you can also subscribe to Strava Craft Coffee, which means you can get coffee delivered to your doorstep every two, four, six, or eight weeks, whatever you prefer. And you can receive 20% off your CBD infused coffee every time. Ryan, why should people subscribe to the DNVR.com? I mean, geez, where do I start? Uh, first I of all, you get to see all of our written content on the website, which is like the very like baseline, but it's so there. I mean, there's so much great content from everyone uh, from on all of the different teams. Uh, beyond that, you're going to get a giant beer at the DNVR bar, which is six ounces bigger than uh, normie beers, as we call them. Um, and so you get that for the same exact price. Uh, we got deals on that. You're going to get a um, a free shirt when you join. You're going to get deals on shirts all the time. We've got a bunch of new stuff coming out soon, so keep an eye out on that. Uh, the list goes on and on and on. You can go into the members-only Discord uh, and check that out where you can just kind of talk sports and not have to worry about all the other BS that you see on social media. Uh, I mean, it's endless. You know, uh, you can just keep keep uh, adding and adding and adding and adding and adding, and then there's always new stuff being added. It's pretty great. I totally agree. Nice. Subscribe to DDMVR.com, like Ryan said, for all of those reasons. Okay, let's jump back in and let's talk college student athletes. First, I also want to say that another really you cool mean Colorado thing. Colorado student athletes? What did I say? You said college. Colorado student athletes. See, I need some Strava Craft coffee. I you need do. someone. Maybe next time I see Brandon, I'll Injected ask him to go get into me your some. Veins. Um, like I was saying, something else that's really cool about this new rule, it's that it's not just money from advertisers or that type of thing. Uh, we had a tweet from a football player saying, now that the NCAA will allow it, I'll be playing live shows this year at um, this at a venue near his college. There's people who will now be able to coach younger kids and get paid for those like after-school activities, which is really great. So it's not just getting advertising money and all that stuff. It's allowing people to be creative and do other things besides just playing sports and they can make a little bit of money off of it, which makes it easier to be able to do more things. So really great stuff, but all right, Henry, we'll start with you. Or I guess we shouldn't start with you. I guess we could start with you in the sense of current athlete, current CU buff. Who do you think is going to take advantage of this rule? I mean, I mean, you have to look to Nate Landman first. He's like the identity of that team. He's what butt kiss award finalist. Was he, I think he was only second team all American last year because uh, he, he missed the end of the season. So he wound up playing four and a half games um, because the PAC 12 shortened season and all that. Yeah. But he is like the, the one that you look at from there. You've got Jarek Roussard, um, the, the running back, you know, first team preseason, all PAC 12, I PAC 12's offensive player of the year last year. He's definitely way up there. Um, and I think that those are definitely the two you look to. And then, of course, once they figure out who the quarterback is, quarterbacks get a lot of money. Yeah, it'd be really cool if a local brand partnered with Nate Landman and did some cool stuff. It'd be really cool. How about that? Yeah, it would be cool. Maybe um, something to keep an eye on. <laughs> maybe. maybe someone will. Maybe. Um, okay, well, I turn to Henry because when I think of buffs right now, I think of Henry. But I appreciate Henry that. hasn't been. Not a even a buff. 
I know he hasn't been around <laughs> the Buffs organization or program for a, a long time, and he isn't even oh, a Buff man. himself. So mm-hmm. we got to turn to Ryan when it comes to history of mm. Buffaloes. And who do you think from football would get the most money out of all of the CU players? So there's an interesting sidebar that gets created here, and that is, of course, the Jeremy Bloom discussion. Yes, um, yes, oh, yes. Very yes. true. Um, and, and that's kind of where my mind went first and foremost. Jeremy Bloom was a gold medal skier at the World Championships uh, in um, Moguls. And because of that, he would have been marketable on a whole other level. Not to mention he's an absolute stud. Um, just, a, as well. just a great looking guy. Um, and so you have that going for you. He is a championship freestyle skier. He is a electrifying talent on the football field, insanely fast. Um, and it just kind of creates like a perfect storm there for him where he's marketable beyond just Boulder, you know, because he's got this like Olympic skier thing going for him. Um, under these current rules, he he would have been able uh, to participate because, you know, he's getting sponsored to ski. Um, and I think under LET would have been able to do it under the current rules. He would have probably found a workaround. So there's so much there where he would have become more of a national name that I think he really um, rockets up these charts. After that... Wait, but didn't Jeremy Bloom have to choose and couldn't play football because of this rule? Yeah, I mean, he kind of got caught in between two different things like he uh, first he was like i'm gonna keep playing football and he's like wait i actually want to go back to the olympics and he tried to go to the nfl and it just they ended up screwing him over in a million different ways ncaa is good at that yes um so i i think i put him honestly at number one um but cu has had a heisman winner and all those heisman winners uh were raking it in uh you know in this world um so Rashan Salam, I think, goes in there as well. 2,000-yard rusher, you know, big-time sensation. And um, I think he would probably be number two. But then you have to take in the quarterback effect. quarterback effect, And that's where Cordell Stewart's name comes into play. Uh, you know, the miracle in Michigan itself would have been so marketable, so many different things you can spin off of that, that he would have made a ton of money as well. So those are like – the three that jump out to me as three really big time ones. And I guess to go a little bit more recent, just in terms of being like a national name that, uh, you know, um, and having the social media and all that stuff on your side, in terms of marketing, I would go to LaVisca Chenault as a name who is, you know, look like he, he had an opportunity to be a top 10 draft pick at one point before kind of injuries snuck up on him. I do think, though, LaVisca Chenault had a lot of that stuff down, but he was very shy, so I think it might have forced him to get out of to come out of his shell faster because he would have needed to for commercials and marketing and all that type of thing. Right. But he also just has a marketable look. Like He's like the perfect football player. Like If you were going to build a statue of a football player, you would just build him. And I, I think locally people would have taken like – uh, Cephal Lufau and Philip Lindsay and run with it. They would have Phil like, I think they would have been yeah. really yeah. marketable. They would have been coaching. They would have been giving speeches. Like Cephal Lufau was very inspiring to a lot of his teammates. And in that moment, really like they went through such bad seasons when Cephal like was going through it all and came out of it 
on top. And I think that would have been great for like him to talk to high schools and all this stuff. Um, yeah, about... paid for that though. But I'm never know. Yeah. Phil, I think yeah, is really I the local kid who's blow, who kind of blows up, becomes the leader of the team, that sort of thing. That would have been very marketable. Dre, AJ, do you guys have anyone that stands out in your mind? Colorado Buffs athletes, C Buffs. I mean, I I'm, think Jeremy Bloom for sure is yeah. top of my list. Yeah, we haven't I mentioned mean, Chauncey yet. Oh. Uh, him and Cordell. Yep. Chauncey yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's up there. He's he's worth mentioning for sure. But is he raking it in with Colorado basketball? Probably not. Right, and they didn't ever have it like a deep run or anything yeah. like that to go off of. Um, Maybe not like raking it in, but like out of other athletes around him, like Josh Scott, I feel like is a name that comes to my mind. Yeah, maybe I don't think he'd be Alex making Burks. a bunch of money, yeah. but he'd be Burks. making more than a, a few teammates. Definitely, Spencer I mean, Dinwiddie was like really good at self marketing. Like that would have helped him a lot. But I mean, none of these guys are. Uh, it's kind of that conversation we just had yeah. earlier, where you can name a bunch of guys who are good and cool and whatever, but there's only a few. I, I really think there's only a few that have come through CU, especially post national championship that would have been able to actually make anything yeah, eye-opening. Sure. Yeah. yeah, and it's it's really all about the national appeal. Like, right. you know, like, Phil would break it in around here, and that's great, but, like, yeah. Don Salam winning a Heisman, that's just a totally different kind of money that you're bringing in. You know, when you look back to, like, the, the CU championship team, around that era, maybe some of those guys can get into that national scene. Again, I wasn't around for that for yeah, so I mean... many reasons but like because uh, <laughs> you weren't born yet <laughs> exactly but you have like like just Darian Hayden, like those sorts of guys like maybe no. they could break through nationally yeah you had multiple buckus award winners um in matt russell and alfred williams who definitely you know had a national name um that so those teams i think you know those were the more yeah. marketable days of cu sure. eric the enemy uh, yeah. but again yeah. it's it's tough to go into that next level where you're you're known nationally and people want to buy products that you endorse or whatever it is yeah. like that's a whole that's a step above okay i'm gonna have a few of you guys do or maybe you know think of some rams I'm going to talk about Solace Meds real quick. Um, obviously, I wish we had Justin here, but he's moving as well. Everyone's moving. It's just the time of the year. And so he wasn't able to be on here uh, for this topic. But Solace Meds, they're one of our new partners. Uh, their premier dispensary with smoking hot deals. And they have four convenient locations in Colorado, one in Fort Collins, one in Wheat Ridge, one off of Broadway, and one just blocks away from East Colfax and the DNVR bar, literally just straight down the street. Um, like I said, they have a lot of awesome deals, especially in the month of July. And when you head into their Wheat, Wheat Ridge location, you can get a free Solace Bar or King Cone when you mention the code DNVR20. And you can also head in and mention DMVR20 to receive 20% off and get a free Solace Bar or King Cone again at that Wheat Ridge location. You can use DMVR20 at checkout online. You can order and then go pick up. There's a lot of different ways you can get your Solace Meds, but they are a great partner and of course supporting our partner supports us. So definitely check them out. DMVR20. Did I give you enough time? Do we have some Rams that stand out in your mind? Sure. Can you name... A Ram. <laughs> a Bradley Van Joey Porter. 
outside of um outside of bloom bradley van pelt would have gave all the buffs names you just listed a run for their money no. wouldn't have the national acclaim no but cult hero locally very marketable if you don't think that's true, you're lying but to you're, But you're saying marketable as a Heisman winner, I'm lying to myself. Yeah. Rashawn <laughs> Salam? Bro, there's a Heisman winner every year. There's a running white quarterback <laughs> once every 10. What? So I, I've done the data. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> Marketability, that's uh that's where you're at. I'm not trying to say, he, you know, he was a good player for CSU. Hey, but. I never try. I tried to make it separate so we wouldn't have this pinning against each other. Yeah. Well, Andre just tried to say that he was as marketable <laughs> as anyone not named Jeremy Bloom, and it's just uh, not true. He's right there with Salam and Cordell as far as early. No, in no, their, in their eras? Are you kidding me? In their Gatorade eras, of course. Reaching out to Bradley of Van course. Gatorade's not reaching out to Bradley Van Pelt. Henry, you weren't even alive. <laughs> Stand down. Now. Okay, fair. fair. Uh, was alive. Um, I'm just telling you, Colt Hero locally would have made a lot. Uh, it's just out but there. But again, yeah, you said locally we were talking for, nationally. He would have been doing deals right. for He wouldn't uh, get the push Carl's from the national pizza. guys. Ooh. Uh, I think you're discrediting how much uh, how much juice BVP had. Even in his first year as a, you know, as a rookie Bronco and everything. I will say we had crazy Carl pizza when we were in Fort Collins, and that pizza is really freaking good. That's so a real place. Say that. Yeah, I thought I thought that's something Ryan just made up. <laughs> no, we had it oh, uh, during the Spano huh. wedding. Afterwards, we went and got some pizza. It was very, very good. I liked it. I would huh. eat it again. Um, <laughs> Joe's wings would have been all over Bradley Van Pelt. Uh, I think he's getting big. car dealerships in Denver, buddy. Absolutely. Not. You know. Okay. Okay. Anyways. Anyone older than so 12 he... in the comments who wants to chime in? Feel <laughs> AJ's face says it all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he, I mean, he's. he's I so... love you, Dre, but you're fucking high. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. Cord Cordell, maybe I'm overstepping. Salam, okay, you got he the Heisman. Heisman. Anyone else? Yeah. I loved, I loved your argument against him winning the Heisman that they give one every year. <laughs> they give one every year. It's true. And very unpopular. There's only one Bradley Van Pelt. You see, popular, but they give a Heisman to every every year. Every there's an NFL MVP every year. Who In the cares? last thirty years, AJ. Easily bottom oh, two, three God. least marketable Heisman's of the last thirty years. Am I wrong? Now he's just firing off shots. You were, you, how old were you? Wrong? How old just, were you? Can you name the Heisman winners from the last thirty years? Eric Crouch, Vince Young, a bunch we just named in the first segment, <laughs> which has proved my effing point. Um, um, but yeah, I mean, I think so. I think, think uh, like one of the Troy Smith was more marketable than Rashawn Salong. When did he win the Heisman? I don't know, like exactly. Exactly. Uh, Eric Crouch, yeah. you know. Much do you remember? Do you remember when Jason White won the Heisman? Mm -hmm. I don't think that happened. It did. I don't. I don't think that. <laughs> sure did. Um, oh my god! And, he didn't, and then he didn't even get drafted. More or less, more or less marketable. That guy or Bradley Van Pelt. Hey, exactly, exactly, Bradley Vempel. Jason, Jason White, Jason White won the Heisman at Oklahoma, bro. 
Bro, with like what? Like five busted ACLs? Like, come on. We're going to yes. spend endorsement money on that. How many, now? How many did? Uh, what did Bradley, Bradley Van Pelt win with two good ACLs? A couple CU, CSU games? It's Who true. cares? It's true. Maybe a couple whack championships, I think. Oh, uh, my God. Uh, in the mix. It's true. I don't think so. <laughs> Anyways, uh, on-field accomplishments, chose- not what you're talking. What we're talking. I would like about. it to be. Okay, right, right, I would here. like it to be known that I never said which CU who would have made more money, CU or CSU player. No, it's I was just all asking. Andre's fault. And Andre no, went no, and no, it's all for CU snickering CU. as soon as I said Bradley <laughs> Van Pelt when he knows how marketable he was at that time. Okay, so here's what I'm gonna say. Here's Sincere misremembering. Just, uh, just stay away. Let, let's move on. Christian no, McCaffrey, no, no, no. Lendell White are the other local guys. Blah blah blah. You know, here's Missy Franklin. You'd want to mention as well. There you go. Here's, Andre, here's are you just trying you to end to... the podcast? Like yeah, you're like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. You, you chose the right one. He he would have been the most marketable for them. He had the long flowy hair. He kind of looks like Sunshine from Remember the Titans. Um, he was a quarterback. That always helps. He. Did, he had like iconic moments that they yeah. could have made, you know, T-shirts out of or whatever they, you know, whatever they wanted to do, um, and he still would have been no. less marketable. No, no. here no. comes the incorrect. No. No more no. No. Listed all the correct facts, and now here comes the bullshit. Prepare Stop. for. It. There's this running back named Christian Powell for CU uh, during their worst possible season. Stop. Okay. That's awesome. What's, what's Is there any Powell? other Ram that you guys can think of? Joey Porter. Um, Garrett Grayson would have been very marketable. Porter, of course. Uh, yeah, you had Sims, Capri Bibbs had some. Because a lot of this isn't Cecil just like oh, a lot Sapp. of yep. this, yep. in oh, my Cecil opinion. Sapp isn't just like the, the best players. It also is ones with personality, ones where moments happen where like, no. and so I like Henry, like Henry, I wasn't around during uh, that time. So I can't specifically remember Rams like moments. So that's why I'm asking what Rams, if there's anyone else. I'm trying to remember, like, I'm trying to think of like maybe some potential, like, like uh, Olympic sport athletes that we're maybe forgetting or like Martin Laird. Golfer. So- Totally. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, maybe. Big marketability. Yeah. Maybe. The homies know. are buzzing about that one. Yeah, yeah no <laughs> doubt. Uh, Andre, <laughs> your sass was down. Your sass uh, you was at a one. Of it. You're full of and it. You, you, get, <laughs> you shouldn't have dedicated a Ram segment if Ryan was just going to shit on Bradley Dan. <laughs> it makes no sense. It makes no sense. It's a set. <laughs> You're, makes no sense. You're the, sense. You're, the, you're the one who threw the alley for the no, oop, bro. No, yes, no, you. you can't. You can't. You have to see Ryan's face. That's no. what provoked it all. That's what provoked. <laughs> Snarkiness provoked it all. Snarkiness Ryan provoked it all. I just agreed with you no, that out of all no. of the Rams, no, he no. is the one. No, that was like, that was all a setup to then shit all over him. <laughs> <laughs> Are you? How naive are you? Come on, I gotta, I gotta explain you. How sentences are formulated now. Please, please. Oh my god, this is amazing content, bro. Bro, this is this is like throwing. This is like throwing the pass that leads to a dunk and then claiming that dunking is bad for basketball. Yeah, this is insane, bro. What are you talking about? You did this. AJ and Ryan have so insincere in remembering that era. Completely insincere. I've actually never said anything bad about Bradley Van Pelt this entire time. <laughs>
Yeah. All he said is you can't yeah. compare just, him to yeah. those yeah. other players. Literally, he never said anything bad. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Okay. Well, I guess <laughs> Andre wants to get out of here. So, uh, what a hectic way to end the show. But he had the Cordell had the miracle in Michigan. Okay. Um, is there any other players that you guys thought of recently that you didn't think of earlier for the first segment? Well, I just wanted to think if there's any uh, any other Colorado school that we aren't thinking of, uh, like a DU player or anything like that. Um, yeah, like 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 Mark Matthews in lacrosse. Like, come on. It's yeah, not gonna, I know. It's or just like, not big what about enough. DU with hockey. I, I mean, really. college hockey is in yes. itself decidedly unmarketable. Um, the superstars of college hockey are guys that like like nerds like Bruto and myself are familiar with. Yeah, but. Um, like an Air Force. It's just not that big of a deal. Yeah, it's tough. I don't know if there are any that we're missing, but if there are to the person who's going to tweet about it, you're right. <laughs> we're sorry. You're right. We missed it. It's a Thursday and it feels like a Friday and Andre's sass level is just insane. So like. Shout out Vincent Jackson back in the day. Mm. Uh, D- Justin just texted me Austin Eckler, but. No one even knew who he was until Andre yeah. wrote an article about him. Yep. Yeah, Ray was the only one. Opposite. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, Trevor Justin. Bat- Justin said Trevor Baptiste. He was a DU lacrosse player. Face-off. He was a face-off guy, yeah. yeah. He yeah. Uh, he threw Fredette out for the first segment. Which definitely. Fredette would have oh. made a lot of money and kind of has that Tebow thing going for him. And did yeah. he play four years? Uh, yeah. Um, he was an upperclassman. I want yeah. to say he was a junior, but still. There you yeah, go. And then, I mean, Colorado Preps, who went on to play college, you know, McCaffrey, Linda White's on those USC teams and would have made yeah, a lot like, of money, even locally. McCaffrey's a runner-up. Who's yeah. the Kansas State kid who uh, was a Colin Klein. Colin Klein. Paul Stasny wasn't really a big deal. The guy wasn't even a first-round pick. Because yeah. the thing is, you have to remember, like, it's not like – what could he get after? It's what could Paul Stastny have earned while he was at DU? Yeah, like, and he was not, not that much. He was only there for a year or two. I think he was only yeah. there for two years. So and like like Missy Franklin's a Colorado product, right? And she wins a ton of golds at sixteen. Then yep. goes to Cal, so mm-hmm. she would have made nil money off what she did. That's very true. She would have actually prior, yeah. right? Because um, she she was already a gold medalist before she exactly. Went to yeah. Yeah. So th- there's probably a few others like that that we're maybe forgetting. But yeah, Tim. Tim in the comments brought up Amy Van Dyken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah you know, she was a huge deal back in during yeah, her Olympic run. Yeah, big time. But then is she making money as a college athlete? Colin Campbell went to Miami. He did make money as a college athlete. Yeah, good for him. <laughs> All right. Obviously, as we did the show, I'm surprised that we really didn't get as many negative people in the comments as I've seen on Twitter lately. Um, A lot of people are very angry about this subject. Clearly, have we all been talking and feel... I th- I think that we all feel very similar to the subject that go get your money, guys. <laughs> There's just I don't know how you could possibly under- argue against someone being able to capitalize off their own likeness. their own likeness. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I I can understand where people are coming from if they want to have the conversation about schools directly paying players. Right. It's but a Pandora's the- box. 
type of this argument. is this is about players being able to being able to capitalize on their own likeness of being yeah. able to go out and get money like if somebody wants to buy them something you know if somebody wants to, to to give them an opportunity to make money because of their stature at college they're allowed to do that now in the same way that a band kid can book a gig at some bar or play piano at a church or whatever and get yeah. 50 bucks for it exactly that's exactly. not allowed well it is now allowed for college athletes because that just makes sense this yeah. was this was a way more of a common sense change and not the as as rk put it the pandora's box of schools yeah. directly paying players i can understand where that's way more of a conversation a way more complicated situation but like the this I think, and and I think what's going to be great for the players is that the the creative schools this might give you know a CU and an an opportunity where if they're really creative, if they're if they're really aggressive about uh, about how they brand players, they might be able to get themselves into some interesting recruiting battles that they wouldn't have otherwise been able to if they are able to successfully market. Hey, we can we can get you guys paid in this community. We can bring you guys in, and you know, say a company like a DNVR exists and wants to wants to extend that 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 opportunity to to a star player. Where hey, you know, you can you can get you you can make money off of your likeness with that as as part of as part of coming to that school. And I think that'll that'll add an interesting wrinkle to the. Like social social media departments have already been a big deal at colleges for a while, yeah. but I think this is really going to ramp it up and and make it so that the the more creative schools will be able to make the most use of this and not just it, have it be like, oh well, Ohio State's just going to crush everybody in the Big Ten because they're Ohio State and that's just how life goes. I think it'll be interesting to see yeah. for some of the kids at some of the other schools what they're able to capitalize on really rabid fan bases in, in smaller communities yeah. that don't have the national profile but definitely might be able to make good a good amount of money locally. Yep. Yeah, and, and we've was, already, we've already gonna... seen the details today from a couple of schools, some of the creative things they're doing. Syracuse said that they're going to let student-athletes use the Syracuse branding. as long, I mean, They have to go to them first and say, like, approve this. But in all of those ads, all those things, they say, yeah, not only is your face on it, our logo's on it too. You can do that. And that's just one more way to get more money for them. We saw, I think there's like a report out from one of the big reporters that said uh, one of the major schools, they had a flagship radio station say that every season they're going to pick five guys to be on the a radio show for a segment once a week. And they're going to give each of them $25,000. Wow. And so you're already seeing what this is looking wow. like for the year, $25,000 a year, I should say. So we're sorry. Not, not per episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, to any CU athletes watching this, we can't pay you that much. Um. No, not it. But yeah, it gives. There's a lot of people who are looking into like athletes who are in, looking into get into broadcasting, where radio experience, that type of thing is so helpful. And mm-hmm. the fact that they are they're already working out and doing everything and playing. At, like co- sports in college that takes so much time and if you're going to dedicate time to something else it really helps if you can get paid with it for it and that way you can put that towards your needs to live in college 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 towns all of that it's very expensive yeah. so and again the nil stands for names images and like like 
likenesses. There we go. Yeah. So that's what players can profit off of their names, images, likenesses. Yeah, and I loved what AJ said about schools getting creative. And and what's cool about it is they have to do things now that are going to help these guys. Um, and it's a cool – like, that's a beneficial thing. So CU started their own thing. It's called Buffs with a Brand, right? It's a program that these kids can can kind of go to and learn and find out, hey, how do I how do I do this if I want to go, like, make a deal with a place? Like, what, what should I do? Can I – like, can I hire representation? All this type of stuff. Um and, you know, it's just one thing CU's been working on that since this got announced. So, like, you know, it's a fully yep. – they didn't just start it today. They, they've been ready for this type of stuff. Um, and they've been preparing the student-athletes for this type of stuff. And I just think it's cool. Um, it forces the schools to go out of their way to help these kids learn how to build their brand. And in all the ways that the NCAA has taken advantage of these students, now they're going to be forced to put them in a position – uh, where they can profit off themselves, which I think is the right thing to do. And especially in today's society, you can make a living off of building your brand. We've seen that with social media, with TikTok, with Instagram. Like you, this can be a full-time job and it's them teaching, it's them learning business, like learning how to sell themselves, learning deals. And I really, really hope that schools like CU continue to do these programs because the last thing you want is for some of these kids to get taken advantage of from other like businesses and for them to not like for them to just be screwed out of money because people are like oh they don't know they're like college kids like oh we can get this out of them and so it's teaching them business and it's a lot of really interesting things for them to learn to market and use their brand for the future and worth noting that CU bus with a brand program that was the first of any division one school and so then the buffs get to put all the social media stuff out saying we were the first ones, look how much we care and pull in more student athletes just by being the best at helping them with the name image likeness. It's a much better, better system than what they had before. Yeah. It'd be really interesting when schools like are recruiting kids by saying like, Hey, this, this guy uh, who came before you played running back made a million dollars off of selling t-shirts, you know, like whatever it is, like that's going to create it. I mean, it's going to be really interesting to see how that type of thing changes college athletics totally well this was an interesting topic thanks for hanging out thanks for being sassy andre we always appreciate that <laughs> it was a fun show to say the least we hope you guys have a wonderful fourth of july weekend and we will see you guys next week and next week will probably be all all-star themed or maybe the following week we'll see um but definitely always hang out we may be doing podcasts more on thursday i know you guys are used to us doing friday at 2 30 but there's new things in the works at dnvr new shows all this stuff really exciting um so just keep an eye out we'll be tweeting out when we go live and all that stuff so if you're interested in watching us live just check our social media platforms and we will see you guys next week where's the thing